Washington Post columnist George F. Will called him the first national superstar. Roger Angel, probably the most celebrated baseball writer in the world, said he was the model for modern celebrity. And some say he's the most famous American ever. George Herman Babe Ruth, the person who set the mold for marketing. Hello, I'm Jerry Amernick, and I'm a writer who's been studying Babe Ruth for over 25 years. It started with my novel, Gift of the Bambino, which is about a boy and his grandfather and how they're bound by baseball and the spirit of Babe Ruth. That's when I started doing research and taking a good, hard look at this remarkable icon. I became really intrigued and got to know him very well, and members of his family, too. My book, Babe Ruth, A Superstar's Legacy, is the first book ever written about the legacy of Babe Ruth and the long, enduring legacy of this man on many fronts. It goes far beyond baseball and sport. It gets into his impact on culture, history, the arts, and most definitely, business, branding, and marketing. In fact, Babe Ruth was a marketing machine who set the mold. Any organization or company today that wants to build a name for itself, sell a product, or deliver a service can actually learn a lot from Babe Ruth. There's the windup. Here's the pitch. It's a slow curve low, and the Babe swings. It's a long one, a long one. I must say that I've had thrills before. Number of Something like uh, hitting a home run in Chicago that time. The Lord was with me when I called the shot. Babe Ruth was such an individual personality. I mean, he was larger than life. Daddy's name today is bigger, really, than it was back then. I can't go on forever. Somebody's got to take my shoes and take my place. He was really the original sports marketer. He recognized the value of his name and image and likeness. But I won't play until I drop. But I'll play until I damn near drop. What's amazing about his name and really his brand is that it holds up even today. Come on, boys, let's go. What do you Welcome to the podcast series, Babe Ruth, Master Marketer. This is episode one. We're going to have a look at him like you've never seen before. We'll talk to members of his family and top executives who are in the Babe Ruth business. And make no mistake, Babe Ruth is a business. Consider this. He smothered America with his presence at a time when there were no computers, no internet, no iPhones, and no social media. There wasn't even TV. But he made himself a legend, and there was more to it than myth. How did he do it? And what can business people, professionals, and marketers today take from his playbook? That's what we're going to talk about in this series, what we can learn from Babe Ruth, the master marketer. 100 years after his birth, Hofstra University held a conference about him, and they said he's still a major influence on things intellectual, educational, and cultural. That conference was held in 1995. In 2012, a jersey that he once wore sold at auction for $4.4 million. At the time, it was a Guinness World Record. And that record was broken this past June when another jersey that he wore sold for $5.64 million. In 2017, the National Portrait Gallery at the Smithsonian in Washington, D.C. hosted an exhibit of photos and artwork about him. 
They do this sort of thing for people like George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, and they did one on Babe Ruth. The word superstar was really written for this man, so how did I get involved? Well, after my novel came out, I met Babe Ruth's grandson, Tom Stevens. He's an engineer in Nevada. He read my novel and he liked it, and I told him, you know, I wanted to do a book about the legacy of the Babe. Well, he kindly agreed to write the foreword. In fact, Tom got on board right away, and so did his mother, Julia Ruth Stevens, the daughter of Babe Ruth. Julia passed away last spring at the age of 102. Throughout this podcast series, you're going to hear from both Tom and Julia, so how about we start with them? And here are Tom's thoughts on why Babe got so big. Media came on strong uh, around that time. Here comes Babe. He, he's sold by the Red Sox to the Yankees in 1920. The Roaring 20s are looming, and people were, were hungry their celebrities and once they were exposed to them they couldn't get enough so i think you had kind of a perfect storm coming about babe coming to new york and what's going on with media and bringing on a you know a sports agent he, he just became extremely well known he's widely acknowledged not universally but widely acknowledged as the greatest ball still the greatest ball player of all time that's a large part of it his personality was made for celebrity he, he loved people he loved being in the public eye. So let's go back to the time of Babe Ruth. It was the Roaring Twenties and a new kind of celebrity is emerging. It was a type of celebrity that combined personality with marketing and technology. Babe Ruth was really the first person to use that formula and make it work. And oh, how did he make it work? In the 1920s, you had moving pictures and the transmission of the human voice. This was new technology, and Babe Ruth was everywhere, the most famous person in America. The formula still applies today. Personality, marketing, technology. Of course, the technology has changed a lot, and today it's changing so fast it's hard to keep up. But the technology was new in Babe Ruth's time, too, and he made it work. He was the first marketing superstar. And there are lessons that we can learn from him. Tom Stevens called it a perfect storm, and it was. Babe Ruth was traded from the Boston Red Sox to the New York Yankees at the beginning of 1920. Just think, exactly one century ago. That was the time. Then you had the place, New York City, and this dynamic, charismatic personality of Babe Ruth, and the legend was created. In the 1920s, you had the emergence of national products like Coca-Cola. There was a huge rise in advertising expenditures geared to the phenomenon of consumption, products for people to consume. And during that time, public relations and advertising came of age. Julia Ruth Stevens, Tom's mother, was the daughter of Claire Hodgson, who was Babe Ruth's second wife. As I mentioned, Julia passed away last spring. She was 102 and the last surviving member of the Babe Ruth household. This was from an interview I did with her when we first met. Of course, Daddy's name today yeah. is bigger, really, than it was back then. He just seemed so loving towards people of course he, everybody knows that he loved kids yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, of course i think that that was uh, uh and people in general because i think that was due to the fact that he'd grown up with no family to speak of right mm -hmm. and um they said he was a man in search of his childhood that could be yeah mm -hmm. and he loved to help 
poor kids mm -hmm. uh, who uh, oh might might need an operation mm -hmm. because the family couldn't afford it or something rather like that. But that, of course, was was among the many things that they chose him to be mm -hmm. a sports humanitarian. Okay. It's all mm -hmm. the things that he mm -hmm. did, and uh, many, many of them without any publicity. Julia was referring to 2010, when Babe Ruth was inducted into the World Sports Humanitarian Hall of Fame in Boise, Idaho. She accepted the award on his behalf and attended the induction along with her grandson. As for the business side of Babe Ruth, well, the man created his own brand, and we're going to get into that. Here's a guy who made history, and not just on the baseball field. Now, sure, he had all those home runs from inside the box, the batter's box, but he was also thinking outside the box, the way he used words, his sense of humor and timing, his sense of place and purpose, how he reached out to people, to the masses, and to targeted groups. Hey, this guy may have invented market segmentation. Babe Ruth created a brand that has endured all these years and continues to generate recognition today which is why companies like IBM, Sony, Nike, Citibank, and Mercedes have used him over the years to sell products. Many companies are still using him today. Joe Orlando is president and CEO of Collectors Universe, and he's one of the top executives in the billion dollar industry of sports memorabilia. That's right, I said billion. Here's what he says about the Babe Ruth brand. You know, Babe Ruth, um, as we've talked about before, I mean, what's amazing about his his name and really his brand is that it holds up even today. And in other sports and other sort of walks of life, the person that is considered the standard often changes. So, you know, you can look in other sports, you know. A few, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it may have been Joe Montana as an NFL quarterback. Then it becomes Tom Brady. Um, it could have been Wilt Chamberlain in basketball and then some somewhere. And then it could have been Magic Johnson. Then it could have been, uh, you know, Michael Jordan. It changes. But with Babe Ruth, he's just this this standard that seems to hold up. And he's the standard that all other not just baseball players, but sports figures, even, you know, people in the business world, you know, there's the Babe Ruth standard. It's sort of a universal standard. And, um, and yes, young, even young people know who he is. And, and that's, that's the difference between a Babe Ruth and maybe another hall of famer that played during the same era that doesn't have that cachet and that universal appeal. So what is a brand? Here's the definition. A brand is a combination of attributes communicated through a name or symbol that influences the mind of an audience and creates value. The value of a brand resides in the promise that the product or service will deliver. So Gene Krupa was the Babe Ruth of drummers. Warren Buffett is the Babe Ruth of investors. They called Gordie Howe the Babe Ruth of hockey and Johnny Carson the Babe Ruth of late night talk shows. I don't know anyone else whose name is used like that. The name Babe Ruth means something in the public domain, and it goes beyond baseball. It means excellence. It means the best. But why? Well, think business value proposition. In business, we as consumers, at least when we buy something, we want safety, security, and sustainability. Babe Ruth is all that, but more than anything, we want trust, and he hit that one right out of the park. He delivers big time even today, more than 70 years after his death. 
Michael Gibbons was executive director of the Babe Ruth Museum in Baltimore for 37 years. He may know more about Babe Ruth than anyone. He became a cultural icon when he transitioned from Boston to New York. Certainly when he was with the Red Sox, he was building a branding image for himself, mostly due to his exploits on the field, hitting home runs and being maybe the uh, the best left-handed pitcher of his era to that moment. But when he went to New York, he happened upon that city as the city was becoming New York City that we, you know that we still know and love to this day. It was uh, the epicenter of American culture. It was the epitome and symbol of the new American energy that probably came about uh, as a result of our victorious effort in World War One. You know, so America's uh, cocky swagger really got up and going, and and here comes this bigger than life home run hitting guy from Boston who uh, epitomized all of that. So the Roaring Twenties. And Babe Ruth go hand in hand. And I think that at that moment, he came to be emblematic with the the burgeoning culture uh, that was America uh, as we knew it in New York City at that time. And it it stayed that way uh, until he died. You know, that energy Mm -hmm. that he pumped into his uh, into his life, into that city, into the New York Yankees to make them the greatest franchise in in all of sport that just uh, rattled along on the rail. Uh, until his demise in the late 1940s. But I I call him the cultural icon because he is just like the other American cultural icons, like Lincoln and Marilyn Monroe and JFK and Martin Luther King and that kind of Elvis Presley. So that, you know, no matter where you are in America and perhaps beyond our borders, people know those names. They may not know why they know them, but they do know them. And and it's because of the impact that they had on our society and on our culture. As for the Babe Ruth name and brand, here's Michael on what the name Babe Ruth means today. I think that it means something superlative, something grander than any ordinary that you can try and push up against it. It always is super achievement. We always hear that X, Y, and Z would be the Babe Ruth of their industry or their sport or whatever it is. And they've tried to apply that to people like Michael Jordan. You know, he's the Michael Jordan of, but it really has, it doesn't stick. With Babe Ruth, it, it, it continues to stick because. I think, Jerry, we can never really know what kind of an impact that guy had in his day in America or on America. We don't know what that felt like. But, you know, I've seen a short movie of Babe Ruth, and and this is taken in a ballpark from the upper deck down the right field line. Babe Ruth is at home plate, and there are perhaps, I don't know, several hundred boys in the outfield, and he is hitting pop flies to them. And so you see the boys, wherever the ball starts to land, they all coagulate into one spot. Some kid gets the ball, runs it back in and gives it to Babe. And he just continues to do it. Imagine that. Imagine that today. There's nothing like this. This is this guy, his brand is what the Beatles became to world pop music. You know, it's that significant. And and quite frankly, I think that if there is any comparison between Ruth and anything else in our lifetimes, it is the Beatles. So Babe Ruth was a business and he set the mold for celebrity and in many ways for marketing. Consider this. First, he recognized that he wasn't just a baseball player, but a performer. Second, 
he understood that baseball wasn't only a national pastime, but it was part of the very fabric of America. So he knew what he was selling, the product. Third, he knew something about marketing that Major League Baseball didn't know. Back in those days, Major League Baseball had only 16 teams, and St. Louis was the furthest west. After the season, Babe Ruth went on his famous barnstorming tours, bringing big league players to cities and towns that didn't have teams of their own. He was spreading the product, selling the brand, winning over new converts. What did baseball do? Baseball suspended him and fined him for barnstorming. Now here's a guy, by far the biggest name in the game, who knew what the product was, he knew his audience, and he knew where to find prospects and sell them a solution. Babe Ruth got it, but evidently baseball didn't. Babe's daughter Julia once told me how smart he was, even though he didn't have much of a formal education. She talked about what kind of person he was. Listen to this. He was actually highly intelligent, in spite of the fact that he never went beyond the eighth grade, because of St. Mary's, that was his as far as they could take them, and then they had to work to support the uh, institution. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they put him in the tailor shop where he learned to make shirts. Okay, now why do you say he was highly intelligent? Because he was tested at Columbia University. Oh, yeah. What, <laughs> IQ test? Yes. Oh, and when was that? Oh, gracious goodness, I don't know. Okay. Somewhere in the 20s. Pete Anfield is president of the Luminary Group. They're based in Indiana, and they're a licensing company that represents the estates of deceased celebrities. Luminary's biggest client is Babe Ruth. Pete has been working with the Ruth family for about 25 years now. As far as size, I think Babe stands on a ledge with a select few of great American icons of the past 100 years. I mean, we're talking people like Marilyn Monroe and and James Dean and Elvis and, and a few others that have sustaining power and, and ability to withstand the ebbs and flows in this licensing business and, and still be a marketable asset to advertisers, to manufacturers, to promotional companies. In this industry, we've gone through a lot of peaks and valleys, if you will, that are affected by, you know, league strikes in Major League Baseball back in the 90s or the economy hitting some some rough roads, including most recently back in 07, 08, early 09. And just the select few of icons have been able to withstand that and come out of it in equally as good shape as we went into it or even better. And Babe is one of those. He's a personality that is well thought after by advertisers, by merchandisers, you know, from a retail standpoint, let's just say his existing licensees are generating in the millions and millions of dollars in revenue with their respective lines. So the family receives a percentage of that. So it's, it's a very healthy environment for the family from a revenue standpoint. In fact, if our projections hit through the end of this year, we will have surpassed any uh, revenue model for them or benchmark for them over the last nine years and would be amongst the highest years that they've experienced in their 30 plus years of licensing. Needless to say, things haven't slowed down really for Babe. No kidding. Over the years, here's a list of companies and organizations that have used Babe Ruth to sell product. Pepsi, Coors Light, Absolute Vodka, Visa, Citibank, Nike, Adidas, the Bradford Exchange, Hanover Insurance, K 
Kia Motors, Knights of Columbus, Anheuser-Busch, Nestle, Sony, Chevrolet, Bud Light, Boeing, Jockey International, and American Mint. Add to that clothing and apparel companies, replica jersey companies, video games, trading cards, board games, and Major League Baseball teams like the Chicago Cubs, Los Angeles Dodgers, and New York Yankees. It goes on and on and on. What do you need to make a successful brand? Well, here's Pete Enfield again. Well, I, I think you, you need awareness. You need uniqueness. You need, I think, a, a clear message, if you will, not something that is, depending on the day, you know, uh, embodies something different. You need consistency. And, and I think Babe captures all of that. And just why does Pete Enfield think the Babe Ruth brand is as safe as they come? You know, Babe's career and his arc is complete. What he did and what he established and what he built and what he became known for and to embody is firmly established. And we really don't have to worry about, you know, picking up a newspaper and reading something or him being active on social media and and causing some headaches for himself. You know, so he, in that sense, there, there's safety in, in some of these icons. And I think with Babe, you know, he was incredibly consistent. If you look at whether it was his pitching stats or his hitting stats, I mean, we all get wrapped up in the, the home run and the power numbers and they're, and they're great and they were remarkable. And, you know, he was doing them at a time when nobody was anywhere near him. Out-homering um, teams, yes, right. <laughs> yeah, out-homering teams, you know, just silly numbers that are like the video game numbers that we all joke about now, you know. That, that's what he was doing back then. But you look at his batting average. I mean, he's a career 342 hitter. I mean, if you're a 342 hitter today, how much are you worth? Mike Trout, who's considered the, the greatest player in the game right now, and he's just unbelievable. He's 30 points below probably a 342 average. It's remarkable. So he was just uniquely consistent. And then he embodied, you know, obviously the incredible power and stuff. And those are, those are just characteristics that are easy marketing tools for us and any person in, in this company that is approaching a company about the possible association with Babe. You know, he's just this figure that I think is safe. In today's climate, companies, uh, Mm -hmm. certainly safety is a factor that they're looking for. People talk about his lifestyle. I mean, he was one that certainly enjoyed himself. But, you know, anything about Babe has been written. I don't know if there's a sports figure anyway from the 20th century. And this may even apply to an entertainment figure as a whole that that has been more covered or written about than Babe. So... The proverbial um, skeletons in the closet, I, I, I think they've been exhausted and people still find safety and security in who this gigantic personality is. And that, that well, certainly yeah. helps from a branding perspective. Joe Orlando, president and CEO of Sports Collectors Universe, whom we heard from earlier, explains the extent to which Babe Ruth endorsed products and how he was different from everyone else. Even today, even young people, they still refer to this person is the Babe Ruth of this. This person is the Babe Ruth of that. When in other walks of life, including sports, including basketball, football, and other sports, 
that standard changes over time because the perception changes. You know, the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL was Joe Montana until Tom Brady won six Super Bowls. But with Ruth, it hasn't changed. No one would dare say that someone else, no matter how good they are, are Ruthian. It's hard for me to imagine another more famous name, you know, in, in America than Babe Ruth, because of all that you've talked about and, and, and certainly written about in your book. I mean, it's, it's not just the baseball stuff. It's not just the celebrity later. It's the whole package. It's the rags to riches, you know, representing the American dream. And, and by the way, the name, I mean, it, it sounds you know, kind of silly, but it's like, it's almost like the name is, is made up. Babe Ruth is such a great name. I mean, some people say the same thing about Mickey Mantle, for example, it's just such a great name and it's so fitting. So yeah, I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to, to imagine another name more recognizable than, than Babes in America. Finally, David Kohler is president of SCP Auctions. That's one of the big auction houses in the sports memorabilia industry. It was SCP Auctions that sold the Ruth jersey back in 2012 for a then world record of $4.4 million. And SCP Auctions recently sold the bat Babe Ruth used to hit his 500th home run for over a million dollars. David Kohler tells you how big Babe Ruth is. Obviously, Babe Ruth is a huge part of our market in the demand for all of his collectibles, uh, whether it be autographs, uh, game-worn jerseys, his game-used uh, bats, all of those things have tremendous interest. In fact, I was even just glanced at eBay today, and there's 34,000 items of Babe Ruth listed on eBay today. You know, those could be from replica cards to, you know, obviously authenticated autograph, you know, yeah. Babe Ruth baseballs on all different categories and, and, and conditions. But uh, it just shows you... Uh, he is the king of memorabilia. Can you believe that? 34,000 Babe Ruth items on eBay for that one day alone? As for that $4.4 million jersey, listen to what David Kohler says about how the jersey was transported from California to the East Coast after it was sold. Uh, it was a guy that does security for us. He's former Secret Service. He was in the, you know, the White House and Air Force One all over the world with many, about four or five presidents. And uh, he transported the Babe Ruth jersey for us, his earliest known jersey from 1920 era when he became a Yankee. And um, I handed it to him in the morning. He was going to get on a plane. And, and I said to him, I said, well, be careful with that. That's Babe Ruth's jersey. And he said, oh, don't worry. I protected presidents. And my response was, yeah, but presidents are replaceable, but Babe Ruth jerseys are not. So we kind of laughed about that. I love it. We're talking about Babe Ruth, so anything is possible. On that note, I'll close out our first episode of Babe Ruth, Master Marketer. Make sure you catch our next episode in the series, Tools of the Trade. And I'm not talking baseball. I'm talking business, branding, and marketing. We'll hear again from people like David Kohler and Joe Orlando from the sports collecting industry, Pete Enfield about the power of the Babe Ruth name, the curator at the Smithsonian, who was responsible for that Babe Ruth exhibit that ran not long ago, and many others. I'm Jerry Amernick. Thanks for listening. Babe Ruth Master Marketer was produced and edited by Dave Grine of the Acme Podcasting Company. I like spreading the word on what we can learn from Babe Ruth Master Marketer and can speak at conferences, trade shows, or for your organization. You can reach me at baberuthlegacy.com or via email jerry at jerryamernick.com. 
My book, Babe Ruth, The Superstar's Legacy, and novel, Gift of the Bambino, are both available on Amazon and at BabeRuthLegacy.com. 